Let's pray as we come to God's word. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are God who speaks to us to encourage us and challenge us and teach us. And we pray, please, would you do just that this morning by your spirit? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, if you were with us last week, you'll remember that we were thinking about that question, what do you do with your sin, your ongoing sin? And we were hearing uh, the encouragement of God's word to come to God in confession, because he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin. Well, this week we're thinking about a related question, not quite the same, but this question, what do you do when you're tempted to sin? What do you do when sin sparkles? When sin promises life and happiness to you, what do you do And of course, it's a very real question because every day, even as believers, we face temptation, don't we? Uh, Whether that's a temptation to be shy about the gospel um, or to get angry or impatient, uh, temptation perhaps to think pride thoughts about ourselves or to think the worst of others, uh, to be selfish, to lust, to, to covet, to lie, to cheat. The list could go on, isn't it? We face temptation. So the question is, what do you do when you face temptation, when temptation comes and sin sparkles? Well, let me just give you, I think, what are the three main options open to us in that moment? I think the first option open to us is to, uh, to give in. This is what you might call the Oscar Wilde approach, because this is what Oscar Wilde uh, said famously, uh, the only way to get rid of temptation is to yield to it, that is, to give in. Uh, Resist it, and your soul grows sick with longing. Give in, that's the option. And of course, it's the approach of many people in our society, the mindset of um, just do whatever makes you happy. And it's what we do at times too, isn't it? Um, We think that giving in will be the path to happiness, that resisting temptation is the path to misery, and we give in, we sin. That's the first option open to us when we face temptation. The second is to fight temptation in our own strength. Um, You might call this the old school stoic approach. Here's a quote from a first century stoic philosopher which actually has a very modern sound to it. Um, He said this, whenever a challenge arises, turn inward and ask what power you can exercise in this situation. If you meet temptation, use self-control. If you meet pain, use fortitude. If you meet revulsion, use patience. In other words, what he's saying is that when you're tempted to sin, Muster your inner strength. Employ your self-control and do the right thing. And that idea really is the backbone of a lot of self-help these days. The internet is full of this kind of stuff. Muster your inner strength. 
And this approach can be very appealing to us as Christians because it rightly recognizes that things like self-control and patience are good things. And it emphasizes rightly that we're responsible for what we think and what we do. So it appeals to us. But at best, this can only really generate more sin because this approach fuels pride and it fuels self-sufficiency. So that's the second um, option open to us when we are faced by temptation, uh, to look inward, to, to muster our inner strength. Uh, the third option is the Christian approach, and it's summed up in uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. That is, we're to turn to God for help. Verse 16 of, of Hebrews 4, if you've got it open, do have a look down at it. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Our time of need is the moment of temptation, our hour of temptation, the moment when sin sparkles. What are we to do in those moments? This verse tells us we are to approach God's throne. We are, come, we are to come to Him to find grace to help us in our time of need. That is, we're to come to God and ask Him for help and strength and perspective and power to fight sin in His strength. So there you go. That is the essence of today's sermon in a nutshell. In the face of temptation, don't give in. Don't look inward and just muster your inner strength. Turn to God and ask Him for help. It's a really simple uh, instruction. And when we do this, God helps us. I think we know that from experience. I know that from my own experience. I guess many of you will be the same. When we've asked God for help in temptation, He gives it. So why do we often struggle to go ahead and actually do this. We know it works. The instruction is clear. Why do we struggle? Well, I think one of the reasons is that because we can worry deep in our hearts that God just doesn't get us, that he doesn't really understand us, that if we were to ask him for help, he might just look down at us, look down his nose at us, and be disappointed with us for being so weak and needy. In that sense, we're a bit like the school pupil um, in the classroom scratching his head who needs help from the teacher. Maybe you've been in this situation. I think I know I have. You know you need help. You don't understand, but you're not just quite willing to put up your hand and to ask for help because you worry that the teacher's just going to look down on you or think poorly of you for asking such a simple question. And it can be the same with us and God. One of the reasons we hesitate to ask him for help is that we fear he's, he just doesn't get us. That he's going to look down his nose at us. That he doesn't get what it's like to be us. And so these verses from Hebrews 4, I think, seek to address our worries about God not getting us and encourage us to, if you like, put our hand up and ask God for help in temptation. And there's just three short things I want, to look, want us to look at 
for a few minutes. Firstly, from these verses, we need to see that Jesus was tempted just as we are. Let's look at verse 15. We do not have a high priest who is unable to feel sympathy for our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Jesus was tempted. The second half of this verse is reminding us that that Jesus, our high priest, knows firsthand just how difficult it is to resist temptation. Being a human being, he knows what it's like to feel hunger and sleep deprivation. He knows what it feels like to be sick. He knows what it feels like to be a sexual being who was unmarried. He knows what it feels like to mourn the death of loved ones. He knows what it feels like to be abandoned by his closest friends. He knows what it feels like to be mocked and insulted and experience extreme physical pain. And crucially, he knows what it feels like to face the temptations that arise from those things. He's felt the temptation to get hangry and to snap, the temptation to self-pity, the temptation to, temptation to sexual immorality, temptation to get angry at his father, temptation to curse those who abandoned him and take revenge on those who made him suffer. Jesus was a human being living in a fallen uh, world, experiencing the full range of temptations that we feel and that result from that. So you think perhaps one of the most famous temptations that Jesus faced was in the wilderness, right at the beginning of his ministry. At Luke 4, you can read about it there. Luke tells us that he hadn't eaten anything for 40 days. Uh, Likely he'd made a vow to God not to eat. Uh, And Luke tells us in a brilliant piece of understatement that he was hungry. Well, you bet he was hungry because not having eaten for 40 days, he's likely right on the limit of human survival. His his body would have been screaming out for food. And then to make things harder, the devil comes along and tempts him and says, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Now, in that moment, the weight of temptation bearing down on Jesus must have been enormous. And yet he resists. And we just got to be clear that um, those days in the wilderness and the temptations that he faced there, they weren't a kind of one-off experience. This wasn't, um, you know, a a seven-week experience in the wilderness in an otherwise easygoing life. No, Jesus faced temptation right throughout his life as a child, as a teenager, as a young adult, and into adulthood, and yet was without sin. We've got to realize that Jesus was tempted. And this means, according to verse 15, that therefore Jesus gets us. We do not have a high priest who is unable to feel sympathy for our weaknesses. He gets us. You know, to feel 
understood is a wonderful thing, isn't it? And maybe you can remember a time when you were sharing with someone and you just got the strong sense from them that they, they, they got you, they understood. Um, it's why we don't vote for politicians who we perceive as being out of touch. It's why we gravitate towards people who are like us, because we long to be understood. And that's like Jesus. Because as a human being living in a fallen world, he faced the same temptations that we face and felt the weight of it. Because of that, he gets us. He gets just how hard it is to face and resist temptation. And for us, that is brilliant. Because it means that when he sees us in the grip of temptation, he doesn't scoff. He doesn't think, oh my goodness, are you kidding me? They're, they're struggling with that? Really? I mean, just grow up. Stop being so useless and weak. He doesn't think like that. No, he empathizes. It's as if he says, I get it. I get it. It's really hard. Elsewhere in Hebrews, we're told, he deals gently with us. Because he knows what it's like to be a human being in a fallen, human, in a fallen world. So Jesus was tempted. He gets what it's like for us. And therefore, the author of the Hebrews encourages us to come to him for help. Looking here at verse 16. He says, let us then, in the light of who Jesus is and what he knows about us, approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. We can come to God's throne confidently. I love um, this picture here. You may well have seen it before of Barack Obama in the Oval Office. To us, of course, this is the President of the United States in the Oval Office, perhaps one of the most significant and powerful rooms on the face of the planet. And we know that if it were us, we couldn't just march in there. Um, even if we were invited to go and speak to him, my guess is that we would, we would hesitate, would feel intimidated. Uh, Mr. President, I'm so grateful for the time that you've given us, and um, I don't mean to disturb you. We, we, we'd hesitate. But of course, to his daughter there in the foreground, this is Daddy in Daddy's office. And so she's confident. She just waltzes in, not afraid to ask for help, no matter how small the matter. But like Barack Obama's daughter, we don't need to hesitate before we turn the handle of God's throne room to ask for help. We don't need to cross our fingers and hope that we'll find him in a good mood, favorably disposed to us. We don't need to fear being turned away. These verses teach us that because of Christ, our sympathetic high priest, we can come to God confidently because we're represented by one who gets us. Coming to him, asking him for mercy, that is for forgiveness, for our failure to fight sin, and asking him for grace to help us, that is for his help and strength to fight temptation. 
So just as we close, I wonder for you if there are particular temptations that you're grappling with and struggling with just at the moment. Um, Sins that you find yourself asking forgiveness for on a regular basis. Uh, Maybe it's just actually just worth identifying those sins and struggles and temptations in your head right now. Maybe just take a moment just to name them and identify them. Maybe it's some of those sins that I mentioned right at the start, being shy about the gospel, getting angry or impatient, thinking pride thoughts about ourselves, thinking the worst of others, being selfish, lusting, coveting, lying, cheating. Just identify it. Maybe it's something else altogether. Why not name that temptation? And then when you ask God, maybe even now in the, in the quietness of your heart, ask God for his mercy. Ask God for his forgiveness afresh. And then confidently, before the throne of grace, mindful of the Lord Jesus Christ, who understands and gets you because he's faced temptation as you have, ask him for help and strength to fight those sins in in the week ahead. That's a prayer that God will answer. Christ was tempted in every way. He gets us. He was a human being living in a fallen human world. And he deals gently with us to offer us grace to help us in our time of need. Let me lead us in prayer and just ask God for his help and strength in this area. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank that he was tempted in every way, yet without sin. We thank you that he gets us, that he knows just how hard it is for us to resist temptation. And so we pray, please, with confidence, Lord, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us, please, from the lies and the lures of the evil one. Please give us the strength and the perspective that we don't naturally have in and of ourselves to resist this temptation. Help us, we pray. And we pray pray this so that we might honor you and live lives that are pleasing to you and dependent on you. In Jesus' name, amen.